everyone. Welcome to Reluctantly Adult, an advice podcast for people who believe they shouldn't be allowed to adult. I'm your host, Charmel Scipio, and I reluctantly adult. As I noted last week, uh, March's topic is going to be fashion. So in the first episode, I decided to talk with Ursula Spencer, aka Sister Hollywood, a professional personal stylist. I've known Ursula for a couple of years, um, and she's a phenomenal stylist. Uh, She has a great eye for being able to pick out the things that will highlight her client's silhouette or just interesting little details that will help them stand out from the crowd. Um, We had a lot of fun uh, recording this, which in part is why this episode is so, so long. There's so much information jam-packed into it, but we just had a great time recording the episode. You will hear a lot of interesting things, especially around uh, Ursula's pet peeves as far as fashion are concerned, uh, what songs we both connect with our fashion sense, and sort of the best way for someone who's interested in incorporating trends into their look, the best way to get those in there. Um, Like I said, we had a lot of fun recording this episode, and I hope you all enjoy. Welcome to Reluctantly Adult. Please introduce yourself to the people. Hey, people. (laughs) I'm going to start out nervous. Um, My name is Ursula. Um, My nickname is Sister Hollywood. And uh, I'm a personal stylist. So how and why did you get into this field? Um, So that's, I'll try to give you like the condensed (laughs) version. I'm I'm trying to like speak in my Twitter voice, you know, 140 like characters. Um, But full time, it's interesting, full time in my first career that kicked Mm -hmm. off is as an IT engineer Mm -hmm. um, or information technology. So for you non-geeks, that is, um, I basically love computers Mm -hmm. and love anything technology related. And um, that career kicked off when I was 18. Mm -hmm. Um, Parallel to that, however, I love fashion. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, um, and this is, well, it's not embarrassing anymore because I guess because I'm older, but (laughs) I used to make, uh, Queen Latifah when she used to wear like the tall hats yes. in her, you know, UNITY type video- <laughs> yes. videos. I used to make those out of cereal boxes. What? <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So once all of my sibs and I would be done with like the frosted flakes, yeah. I would cut the box in half, make it a circle and then wrap unique fabrics around that. And oh wow. Yeah. Staple it and put all these like weird unique fabrics i'm pretty sure people in high school remember because that's where i got teased at the most i know um (laughs) but that just gives you an idea like i've i always i always had a infinite like an infinite love for fashion i Mm -hmm. used to design clothes Mm -hmm. um i used to draw but at that age i was so young um Mm -hmm. we're talking you know adolescent into teenage years i just didn't have the skin for it right and then right out of high school is where my IT career Mm -hmm. kicked off. So um, I kind of just ran with my IT career, but Mm -hmm. always kind of dabbling in fashion. So what was it that that drew you into into fashion? Like what what was it that that Uh, you were just like, got to do this? The fantasy of it. Okay. Right. Um, What, but also, uh, also what fashion can, can do for your confidence Mm -hmm. and almost like a, a shield of armor or okay. like a defense, so to mm-hmm. speak. 
um, because I wasn't dressing like the other kids, I um, I wasn't like the other kids in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, in those days, oh my God, I'm totally showing my age, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I'm happily 40, by the way. Um, but back in those days, mm-hmm. all the kids were wearing like polo, you know, the Ralph Lauren mm-hmm. um, sweaters. They were rocking gas. And we were like, the Brooke Cosby family. We weren't rocking that. <laughs> right, right. Um, so that's, for me, that's where the creativity came in from, mm-hmm. um, to dress more unique and not to be a part of the crowd. Um, and to me, fashion allows you to, whatever you have in your mind creatively, mm-hmm. it allows you to kind of um, put that into an outfit mm-hmm. or, or put that into accessories or mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever aspect of fashion or or even beauty in that in that sense Mm -hmm. um that you can think up in my opinion fashion it allows you to do that and Mm -hmm. and to be free with it Mm -hmm. um and so as you know kids are mean it's just what it is right yeah (laughs) they are um it's just what it is so for me instead of engaging in sort of the negativity part of it right Mm -hmm. of the teasing the bullying etc i use fashion in order to protect myself so to speak and it actually spun it's it's really interesting it actually spins up conversation Mm -hmm. right um if you're so it's twofold so Mm -hmm. you'll get the side that's teasing you right as a kid i mean in in a it happens as an adult, but just differently, right? Yeah. Nowadays, they call it hating, but whatever. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Um, but as a kid growing up, um, it, it spins up two different conversations. Mm-hmm. It could be the whole teasing side, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can you can attract yourself to the side where people are like, wow, that's pretty cool. Right. How did you make that? Right. Or where did you get that from? So that's for me. That you know that actually brings to mind, uh, there was a little girl... Uh, I forget her name. Her name is escaping me right now. But uh, she had the same situation. And she's actually in elementary school or maybe just got into middle school where she's a little chubby, overweight kid. And like kids are making fun of her about it. Like you said, she her family doesn't really have the money to go around and, you know, just be buying everything that mm-hmm. these kids see, you know, that her friends has and everything. And essentially what she did was she took that that teasing and turned it into her own fashion line and i think she got to show during fashion week i'll look her up that's Um, fantastic you know and she literally said like the reason that she did it was because if kids were already bullying her then there was no reason for her not to do what she wanted to do exactly um you know and and that's a lot of foresight for i I think she's 10 if i'm not mistaken like she's nine or 10 years old Mm -hmm. um and I'll put up her name and like a link to all of her information on my website. But it was just sort of one of those things where I was just like, wow, like look at this kid, like mm-hmm. taking sort of her bullying and turning it into, you know, fuel for her passion. And you have to. Yeah. I, 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 instead of, it's easy mm-hmm. to go the negative route, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's easy to get caught up in how, what people think of you um, or how they feel about, you know, how you're dressing, how you're styled. Um, and it does take a certain personality to be able, and I'm not saying it was easy. Sometimes uh, it's much easier now as an adult. Like mm-hmm. I just don't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> Part in my French people. Um, no, but it's fine. Yeah, that's, I'm at a point and I've been at that point right. probably since my 20s. Right. Um, honestly, because I had gone through, right, um, all of the aspects of the bullying Mm -hmm. or the teasing and stuff like that. I was different, you know, that I, you know, and 
prime example, first day of high school. Like I said, everyone's rocking out in the Timberlands, the mm-hmm. guests, um, the polo sweaters. And they were dope. It wasn't that um, I didn't like it. Right. It just wasn't my thing. Right. I show up in like a paisley shirt and <laughs> palazzo pants. So right. who would it? Now, that was at that time. And then they kind of called it like the village kids kind mm-hmm. of um, style in that my shoes also, the sole was a good half, like six inches thick. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't what most of the kids were, were wearing at right. that time. It was right. that very kid in play, salt and pepper time. Mm-hmm. So everybody was kind of into that, right? Um, and I was too, just from a different aspect. Fashion-wise, right. I just felt that was, the for me, the best way to express my personality mm-hmm. and uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and good Lord, did I get... <laughs> <laughs> mercilessly cheap yes yeah. um yeah but you it builds character mm-hmm. going through things like that um it also helps it certainly helped to build a thicker skin mm-hmm. um entering fashion as well as it believe it or not um two of the two of the hardest industries to to get in right um mm-hmm. get into um especially I want to say especially IT only because that's a male-dominated industry Mm -hmm. um, and you you need specific credentials and all this this stuff. And fashion, we all know it's hella hard to get Mm -hmm. into fashion as it is. Just ask Kanye. (laughs) Yes. Just ask Kanye. Exactly. And this man has like all of the money in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it just, I think it also, it it adds a lot to... um, Certain characteristics characteristics that you'll need in mm-hmm. your life going forward, mm-hmm. um, both personally and professionally. Okay. So. so with that being said, like, what is your style philosophy? Because you already said, like, you just did stuff because, you know, you felt it and you didn't give a shit, you know, what other people thought, at least now. And, and even back in the day, like, you were kind of like fuck it, this is yeah, me. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> and I'm just going to do what I want. Yeah. yeah, I might get into a couple of fist fights, but whatever. Hey, it is hey, what it is. Catch these hands if you want to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I am really, really big on individuality mm-hmm. um, over trends. Mm-hmm. You, it's, Trends are like a... Think of trends as a template, mm-hmm. right, for what's hot, for the season or even for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the way to really stand out and be and showcase your own personal style mm-hmm. um, is to be an individual, is mm-hmm. to take those templates, to take what you see on the runway or take what you see on TV from your favorite celebrities or in your magazines, whatever your source is, mm-hmm. and make it your own. Mm-hmm. You know, So let's say you know ponchos are always in and capes are always in. How do you make that your own? Maybe you're adding a brooch that your grandmom gave you, mm-hmm. or maybe you're pimping it out with a fedora that your granddad passed on. Like, mm-hmm. or you ask your, or, and this is really for men and women, but on the female side, what if you know you see your dad with like a dope ass tie, mm-hmm. you put throw that on with like a shirt and your mm-hmm. poncho. Like, it's just, and that's just off the top of my head. It's mm-hmm. just how how you. Um, use fashion to mm-hmm. kind of speak, kind of show the world who you are it's mm-hmm. just without speaking. You right, know, right. Um, when you walk, when you get dressed in the morning um, and it's how, it, like for me, it's however I'm feeling. Like mm-hmm. I 
totally admire people who are able to say, yeah, the night before I pick out Mm -hmm. what I'm going to wear for the day. I'm just like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) how do you do that? Right. I I think that's pretty awesome. For me, it's um, not necessarily an emotional decision, Mm -hmm. but it's, it is based on, all right, how am I, how am I feeling today? Today? I don't know. I feel like stunting with a ridiculous fur coat (laughs) (laughs) and, and some sneakers. It's just, you got to, I'm I'm just really really big on being yourself. You mm-hmm. know, there and what's that quote? I'm not going to say it verbatim, but that quote, you know that they're more than enough. What is that quote? Um that everyone's taken kind of thing like you Oh, like wh- why oh, be so I, I usually write this all the time. I'm like pissed. why be someone else when you can be yourself? Yeah, something. because everyone else is taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole quote. Something like that. Yeah. I, well, should, I should read more. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I always refer to that quote, but can't remember it now. It's escaping <laughs> me. But the the whole point is to just do you, yeah. right? Um, now, on the flip side of that, mm-hmm. um, I do feel as though there are some like staple fashion rules, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't judge people based on their attire. Mm-hmm. That I don't do. But I do believe that there is a time and place mm-hmm. for certain attire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you shouldn't show up at a wedding, which is a huge pet peeve of mine, mm-hmm. in hookah couture. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, let's get it together. You're not there to find yourself a man. Like, are you, are and you I'm sure the bodycon dresses are not? Chow, I cannot <laughs> deal. It, it irks my soul. Right. Like, every morsel when I attend a wedding and... These, I'm talking super attractive women, us showing up like Josie and the Pussycats. What are you doing? Please have an entire pure seat. No, <laughs> you don't have to do that. And I, and so it's, yes, do you, but right. just time and place for everything. Right. <laughs> so I want, I want you to say sort of how do you express, like personally express your fashion sort of style and sense um, using your clothes? Like how, how do you do it? Oh, because I know I know I've I, you know, we're friends like we know each other. Yeah. And I know there have been times where I've just been like, girl, well, you know what? That's just this is not for me. You know, I'm just going I'm going to let you rock out. That's, well, well, you know what? Jam. How about not to reverse this on you, but give me do you have like an example? So where- like you said, like the number one thing that I think as I know, as soon as the weather gets cold, you're going to bring out Chewbacca. Which yes. is like <laughs> these boots that are <laughs> like crazy. Like they look like she took like someone's tiny shih tzu, like three of them, and made some boots out of them. Like straight up, like it. I know that they're coming out yes. regardless. Yes. And I know that you're going to have some crazy hat that looks like, you know, you took, I don't know, Carl Lagerfeld and. <laughs> A little bit of like uh, Daniel Boone and sort of mix them together and yes. you get this hat where you're just like, there's a lot of confidence walking out of that house. There's, a, there's a lot of co- like, it, it's just sort of one of those things where I'm like, I couldn't like I couldn't do I physically could not bring myself <laughs> to do it because I would be so self-conscious okay. like of in part of someone coming up and being like, ooh, can I say? Please don't touch me. Right, right. Please don't touch yes. me. Like, and I've got, I have gotten that, but you know, I'm just like, sure. Like, for instance, I recently purchased a coveted runway coat, mm-hmm. um, and the fur on it is insanity. It's, and Sharon and I are here, where I have my rack, it's that coat there. Okay. So when I throw the hood on, 
It's a statement piece. Right. And I know it's going to get positive, but Mm -hmm. I also know it's going to get negative. I've had people negatively comment. But again, that kind of stems back to the very beginning. Like, you ensure that your skin is tough enough to Mm -hmm. handle it all. But more importantly, um, speaking to the confidence that you Mm -hmm. just mentioned, that's what it's about. I'm not, and here's, here's a little secret I'm going to share with your audience. And this is probably the first time I've even told anyone this. Mm -hmm. I'm not always confident about the outfit that I walk out in, Mm -hmm. but it's about taking risks. Right. right? Um, And what's interesting is I'm the, I'm of the belief, just try it once. Mm -hmm. You just never know. Right. Right. And I mean, it's fashion. We're not curing cancer here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's meant to be fun and it's, and it's meant to be a form of expression. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the morning when I get up, I'll open up my closets and I'm like, ah, all right, this is what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. If I feel like disrespecting the streets, Then I will wear the Jupaka boots. Why? Right. Because I know no one out here has them. Right. Um, or I'll wear something that I uh, that I purchased like abroad, mm-hmm. you know, during travels. And it'll be somewhere random. Um, it'll be like a small boutique, mm-hmm. and, you know, like maybe some artsy fartsy kind of area, right? Mm-hmm. That no one really knows of. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be a street vendor, something like that. Um, I do purpose to your question, I do purposely purchase things that a majority of people would not buy right? or a majority of people would not um, necessarily wear. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny that I have several Chewbacca boots so that's (laughs) super hilarious. Like I know, like I just know like as soon as the weather breaks (laughs) and it gets cold and I'm just like, I'm waiting for the picture. (laughs) That's going to show up. Like, like it's it's like, I don't want to say like it's clockwork, but it's like, I I know in in part is that I know what to expect mm-hmm. sort of from from your personality as far as sort of your staple items. Like I know that I'm going to get a lot of really cute like sweater dresses. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to get a lot of like fur. I know that I'm going to get these really like interesting color combos mm-hmm. that you initially wouldn't think go would together, go together, right? but when you see it you're like huh, okay, like, that's yeah. that's cool, that works together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm going to be honest, like, a lot of times it's not, it's not something that I would be like, I could do that. But I'm like, maybe I should try. Maybe I should try, or, you know what, And try like in that. your yeah. own way, right? Exactly. So maybe, no, you probably wouldn't rock out in the Chewbacca boots, <laughs> but speaking to the co- the color combination, you might see how the colors were put together yep. and say, you know what, that's actually, I want to try that. Yep. And for me, that's that's enough. I've mm-hmm. accomplished, especially as a personal stylist, um, at that point, I feel like I've accomplished what I set out to do to right. get people thinking of thinking about what they wear mm-hmm. um, and to have fun with it, honestly. Um, and I've worked with clients where I've literally in that moment have showed them something completely outside of their comfort zone mm-hmm. or dressed them in something that they never thought to put together. And I've seen their confidence shoot like through the roof. Right. I've seen, I've had clients, I would move, have them away from the mirror. I would style them in a look and mm-hmm. then have them take a look and they cannot remove themselves <laughs> from the mirror. From the mirror. They're like, mm, I'm styling. Yes. And they just feel, and I've been taught I, things like, I feel amazing. I can't believe how I look. And 
I want to be clear, size has absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's all about um, proper silhouette and um, knowing what works for you and what doesn't, what right. colors work for you and what, mm-hmm. what doesn't. So for me, that's I get the most joy out of seeing uh, women and men. Mm-hmm. I've had, believe it or not, my men clients are not easy. Mm-hmm. People would think, oh, you know, men, that they don't have as many pieces to deal right. with, right? But with um, menswear is super traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to you have to wear uh, pocket silk, or, right. you know, a certain way. And if you wear man, what I call man accessories, like a little flower or a pen, it has to be on a certain lapel. Like right. there are certain traditions uh, with men, or like the the length of a shirt, the mm-hmm. cuff of the shirt has to only be out a certain amount of inches. Right. You know, from the jacket sleeve so things like that but with men oh trust me <laughs> i've i've styled some men clients right. and things that they're at first they're like earth no way hell no am i wearing that and i'm like just trust me right and then when i style them forget it can't pull them out the damn mirror it's like sir we got stuff to do like can you we got we gotta go we gotta go finish finish this outfit yes Would you like, like to do that for 30 minutes you're in the mirror can we <laughs> so that is why i have you know, ventured into the personal right. style because that helping people in that way is just a fantastic feeling. That's awesome. So if you, if you had to sort of describe your style using a song, oh. what song would it be? I know, right? That's a dope question. <laughs> um, wow. It's going to be a lot of songs. Okay. Um, just because I, just because of the versatility. Okay. Um, the first song that comes to mind, David Bowie's Fashion. Okay. I don't know if if, if you have never heard of that it. song, especially you youngins, you little whippersnappers <laughs> out there. Um, and I kid, I kid. Um, please, YouTube it, David Bowie Fashion. It's, okay. It's an incredible song. And I think it's, I want to say it's late 70s, 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... And just his aura mm-hmm. in that video, very androgynous, mm-hmm. right? Because he's, he, God bless his soul, a heterosexual man. Um, but there were some looks that he had were, that were super feminine, but he totally pulled it off. Right. Um, very Lady Gaga of the day, mm-hmm. okay, for as a point of reference. Um, so I would say that I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of some, um, I'm thinking of like my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. So another one that comes to mind, I'm not going to say the N word. So N word in Paris. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I can't, I can't bring myself to say it all. So sorry, people. <laughs> I'm not going right. to say it. All right. So N words in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason why I picked that song is one, I love to travel and I love Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been there. Um, and just the whole, how do I, just the, the fact that like, they just brought it to you. Right. You know what I mean? In that right. song, they were just like, yeah, we're Af- oh, right. We're <laughs> right. black. We're African-American. That's right. We got multiple passports. That's right. We're yeah. in Paris and we're tearing shit up. We're, like, just and the there's aud- nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. It was the audacity. Mm. That's what I'm looking for. It was the audacity of that song that I love. So when I listened to that, it, to me, that's mm-hmm. a direct reflection of how I my own personal style because I, yeah, right. I've had, actually had people walk up to me and say, wow, you're bold. Like I would have never worn that. Or like when I wore the headpiece, mm-hmm. um, to Philadelphia fashion week, mm-hmm. it was a huge hit. 
I didn't think it was going to be a huge hit. I just saw it was like, um, I paid $900 for this goddamn Trinidad costume. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use it as much as I exactly. can. Exactly. If I want to sleep in it, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It'll probably be super dope to show up in a woman's tuxedo. And I, I want to give a little bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. Now, I promise I'll get back to your question. <laughs> um, it kind of all ties in. Right, right. Um, so it was a menswear show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know what? Let me wear something men inspired, mm-hmm. but that is super feminine. And mm-hmm. that is what's more feminine than a woman's tuxedo. Right. But more going more into it. And then I didn't, I just had a, you know, like a nice bra. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's important. I think it's important for women to embrace mm-hmm. um, their femininity, mm-hmm. but to do it tastefully. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I had a bra on under it, but I also made sure like, you know, yeah, some boot was showing, but it wasn't overt. Right. And then when I felt like it was overt, it was like, okay, let me just turn around for a second, kind of shove these bad boys. <laughs> Get back in there. Get, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, sisters. You got to kind of <laughs> chill out a little bit. Right. Um, and then I put on the headpiece at that as a statement piece. So mm-hmm. it just kind of bridged both that men's inspired um, as well as my own individuality mm-hmm. and my person my fashion personality, I want to mm-hmm. call it. Um, so to me, um, that kind of just ties in mm-hmm. keeping keeping knowing the time and place, having individuality, and just doing your own personal style. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So sort of you know you were talking about um, your approach toward your your clients. What is that like? Because I know that people come to you for uh, a number of different reasons. Yeah. So sort of what, what's your approach to them? Um, the, what I, and I, I hope I get, a, I hope like the right people listen to this because <laughs> this is so important. Right. When people, when people see how I dress, mm-hmm. they assume I'm going to style them the same way. Yeah. No, I'm not pretentious like that. <laughs> I don't need a bunch of me's walking around. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, we don't need the, we don't need that in the world. Trust me. <laughs> we don't need that. Um, and if I wanted a mini me, I would just have a baby. Right. So I just want to make it clear that a good personal stylist gets mm-hmm. into their client's personal style. And right. I am super, super sensitive about my client's needs, mm-hmm. um, their desires, what it is that they want to, uh, how do they want to feel? How do they want to look mm-hmm. on on a given day? I get different types of clients. Clients who are like, I hate my entire wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Like, can you help me? Um, not necessarily go out and buy um, everything from from the for their closet, right. but can you show me with the pieces I already have how to kind of put them together right. and style them? And then I'll go through their closet and show them things. You know, they're like, oh, that skirt is from like five years ago. I literally have worn and still have in my closet things from 1999. Wow. Yeah, that I still rock to this day. Is it like a puffy, like (laughs) shiny vest inspired by Bad Boy? That's hilarious. No, it'll be be like, I have a couple of coats. Like it'll be a coat or Mm -hmm. a belt. And what's crazy and what you should know or your audience should know is that fashion is is like... Mm -hmm. um, Deja vu. Mm-hmm. It will come that a certain style or trend will always come back around. Mm-hmm. So hold on to the stuff. Don't think, oh my God, I had this in high school. No, you know, I got to right. toss it. Nope. If it's something that you love, hold on to it. You could cut it up, 
reattach it to something. Mm-hmm. I've taken perfect example real quick. Mm-hmm. I've taken, you know how you get some handbags and then they like randomly throw like a strap onto the yeah. bag that you can remove. Yeah. Some some handbags do not warrant a strap. Let's just start there. Right. I have taken those handbag straps and made them into belts. Okay. Wow. Why toss them? Right. Connect a couple of them. Make it, again, nothing to do with, no, I don't want to hear, oh, but I'm not a size zero. That has nothing to, I was doing this when I was a size 16, 18. Mm-hmm. You take a couple of those um, handbag straps, mm-hmm. connect them together because they're all hooked, right. and you make yourself a belt. Boom. Wow. <laughs> so um, just going back to the client's needs. So I showed them things like that, mm-hmm. how to utilize things in their clients and then um, in their closet. Um and how do they want to feel? I get right. a lot of special occasion uh, type of requests, like, mm-hmm. oh, um, milestone, milestone birthday, mm-hmm. birthdays. Oh, I turned 40 or I'm turning 50. Right. Um, I get older clients. But then if I look into the millennial mm-hmm. crowd, um, it'll be I have an event to go to or I'm going to the Hamptons for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. And then I'll pull out, or I'm going, like you said, Puffy. Right. <laughs> Puffy has this like insane white party in the Hamptons um, every year. I don't know if he still does it, but mm. it'll be, yeah, it'll be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm attending this event and I want, I want something badass and I right. want to look unique. Then it's all based on, I do not dress, I do not dress style <laughs> anything right. like me. It's based on my client's personality, their budget and mm-hmm. their style preferences. So, when people come to you, sort of, you know, what what do you think is the hardest thing that they struggle with, your your clients? Confidence. Confidence, really? Confidence. Okay. Um, not feeling confident that they could wear something mm-hmm. or not feeling confident to step outside of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? Because that's all, that's all under the confidence umbrella. Right. Um, women, I'm sorry, we have huge... <laughs> major body image issues. Right. I can see a person and I see their beauty. I could stand there and talk about it all mm-hmm. day, but there it's all on the individual. If you don't believe it, mm-hmm. nothing I say as your personal stylist is going to change that. Right. Um there have been clients where I've had to say, "Listen, it's deeper than the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it doesn't matter how I, you can yeah, sure, you can keep paying me, right. <laughs> which I would love." Um, to style you, um, but if nothing I put together for you, nothing that you wear mm-hmm. yourself that you've put together yourself and you're not happy with, mm-hmm. then it's, it's it's something deeper than fashion, right? Right. right. Um, so you almost it's interesting. You almost become um, a little bit of a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of couch action, um, <laughs> but it's more, it's more in the closet or it's more at the booth. I've had clients, you know, kind of like break down mm-hmm. um, because the, you know, maybe something happened um, that caused that broke that confidence. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were confident, you know, like a thousand, you know, confidence on like a thousand and right. then something happened that broke that. Um, so, I, I'm of the thought that you can, that clothes and fashion, your personal style, all of that can help, Mm -hmm. um, enhance your confidence. Mm -hmm. But if you already have a confidence issue, I always advise address that first. Right. And that's coming from personal experience. Mm -hmm. I had to address my own confidence, especially when I was younger, Mm -hmm. um, 
and it it was funny. I was confident in my 20s and then my 30s hit and I wasn't as confident. So right. this is also coming from personal experience. You mm-hmm. have to address those type of issues first because it doesn't, you can't mask it, right? right. Um, mm-hmm. Because you can throw on the hottest outfit, but if you're walking with your head down, which mm-hmm. is what I see a lot of women do, mm-hmm. or if you, you know, or if you have a disposition or air about you, those clothes don't matter, right? right. You can have on the baddest outfit and people, like, they're going to pick up on that energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's what I would say is um, one of the the biggest kind of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I'm able to get past it and helping my clients with whatever style request they have has boosted their confidence. Mm-hmm. But then there are some cases where, it's way beyond fashion and it's something that, you know, you, you have to deal with internally first. Right. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Like not to get all. No, 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 no. The, this Oprah. Is, but. No, no, I, I, think, I think that this is actually, um, I think this is actually very, very true. Like, and I, and I can speak for my own personal uh, sort of point of view is that I would say even. I don't know, maybe even before I started this podcast, like if you asked me what my fashion style was, like in a song, it would be Michael Jackson, Leave Me Alone. Like, <laughs> like oh my God, God, that is so like, funny. Like, that's what it would be because it would be a situation of like, okay, like I know, you know, like you said, I know what the event is, so I know that I need to dress accordingly X, Y, Z. But being but would, your friend though, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you, Leave Me Alone is perfect. I feel like you dress because, we can't walk around this planet naked. Naked. That, that's-, that's exactly it. Like, like if I could, li- like if if it were a okay to walk around in like sweatpants and like a Every t-shirt from high school, seriously, and like some jacked up sneakers <laughs> or like some ruddy Tims that you should have thrown away three years yes. ago. That's what I would do. Like, Absolutely. I would honestly do that because yes. for me, it is it's comfort over everything else. Yep. Um, but also, it's a situation of I'm deeply an introverted person mm. so you don't want so you feel like if you were to style up a little bit that's attention that yeah you that's attention that want. i that i can't control mm. is is another issue is like i i can't control it trust me my therapist hey, like <laughs> it's just one of those things but where she's was, just like you can't control but everything his, but here's what's interesting about mm-hmm. that the the flip side of that is you dressing in sort of the leave me alone look mm-hmm. the old t-shirt just whatever you're still going to get attention. You realize right. that, right? Yeah. So and you're it's not, not controlling it's not great, it either It's way. not great <laughs> attention either. Like right. someone's just like, who let the homeless person it's in? Seriously. Like, like it's, it's just, it's, you're going to get it either way. It's just, yeah. we're human beings. People are visual. So without people having conversations with you, right? Mm-hmm. They're, I won't say it's necessarily unfortunate. It's just the way that it is. People are going to assess you yep. based on what, what they see, whether good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. So, yeah, you can't, you're not going to be able, we're not iRobots, Shar. No, so we're you not. Can't, and you can't and control. that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for that day to come, though. Like, I'm just like, come oh, on, Oh, and trust robots. me, there. And what's interesting, trust when I tell you there are days where I'm like, oh, I'm so bumming it today. But yeah. my bumming it, it's still someone styled up. Right. Like I've been in a bum out mood. Like, listen, I just don't feel like fashion mm-hmm. today. And trust as much as I love, love, love fashion. I just had my moms where I'm just like, you know what? I'm fucking over clothes. Right. <laughs> Part of my French. Oh, my mom listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends. You know, if, know, if she, if she like, listens, you know, yeah. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, but so it's just a matter of perspective, yeah. right? Because still my bum down and, and I'm, people are like, man, your outfit is cute. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I didn't even try. Yeah, and people and then people hate when I say that. Yeah. So it's it's a really interesting dynamic. And trust, if we're just in a society that has made how you look important, right? right? Because imagine if we were in a world where it's just like, come as you are. Like, right. No clothes. Like, I mean, there, would, there was, would be a lot of stuff where people would show up and you'd be like, <laughs> but the thing you is, wouldn't care, I guess. Yeah. But, but that's right. We would not care. Can you imagine? There would be, there would be so many other things that we would be caring about. Right. But we're, um, again, unfortunately, we are in a society. We do live in a society and not for nothing. I don't want people to be like, well, in Canada, we no, everywhere. <laughs> they care about it everywhere. They care about it everywhere. Yeah. I've been to Canada. I've been overseas. Yeah. No, they care about it everywhere. Right. Some, some places more than others, but it's just what it is. So right. that's why I say, look, do you and, and do wear what makes you feel comfortable. So you talked about um, sort of the issue that a lot of people have is not necessarily the clothes themselves, but being able to pick out clothes mm. that sort of accent or complement their silhouette. Yes. Like that is something that has to happen yes. in order for, first of all, for clothing to fall right on mm-hmm. someone, but also for them to feel confident in it. Because if it looks crazy on you, then it's just like, it's probably not your jam. It's exactly. probably not where you should be. See, Char, Char trying to act like she don't know nothing about fashion. Look, Listen, mm-hmm. I, I know what they tell me on the TV, mm-hmm. and that's about all that I know. Try, Trust me, as we go through this, you will, you'll be like, come on. So just sort of what, you know, how, how can folks be sure like what their body type is? And I, I want to separate it for men and women, women, because I know that there's a lot of emphasis placed on this for women. Yeah. But men, but I never, too. yeah. Like I never hear anything about guys or anything like that. So I, I wonder if you could sort of shed light on that too. Sure. I'll start with the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, you're right. It is a lot of inf- women have it hard, but that's a whole other <laughs> podcast, honey. Um, for men, um, is chest size, mm-hmm. um, or whether they want to get something off the rack versus bespoke mm-hmm. or customized. So my pet peeve with men is the off the rack stuff. Mm-hmm. And I hate to address my brothers, but brothers, I have to address you. <laughs> and for the multicultural crowd, brothers meaning black men. <laughs> we black men and as a community have this thing about air quotes tight. Mm. And you guys can't see me, but I'm putting air quotes in the air, right? About, oh, I don't want my clothes to be tight. So then what do they do? They get the size that's like four times yeah. away from their body. And you know what? It looks nuts. Mm-hmm. It does. It just does not look good. Right. You can buy off the rack clothes. You don't necessarily have to go custom. And I'm going to address that in a moment as well. Um, you could buy off the rack clothes mm-hmm. that actually fit. Right. And that's not considered tight. They have this thing. I don't want the European cut. Uh, okay. That's okay. Right. Not everybody can rock the European cut. That's However, true. Yeah. yeah, not everybody can, and we'll get. I'll incorporate <laughs> that in the answer as well. Um, but you can wear things that mm-hmm. are actually your size. So I, I would like for men um, to get away from this um, ridiculous notion that things are too tight. Right. No, just just learn your measurements and get your size. Mm-hmm. That's that's the key thing. And what's the best way for them to find out what their measurements are? You know what? Go to your local cleaners. 
Okay. And ask them to take your measurements. Ask your lady to take. Well, not every not every woman knows. Don't how ask to take. me to take your measurements because yeah, I'd mind. be like, well, it <laughs> uh, <laughs> looks like maybe a large. Ah, yeah, never mind. Let's skip, let's skip that last answer. <laughs> um, no, for men, um, also women too. Go to your local cleaners or go mm-hmm. to your local tailor, and they're more than willing to take measurements for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just I don't know, keep it on like a wallet card or or jog it down in your um, in your phone. Just take mm-hmm. a picture of what they write down and keep it in your phone. And that way you always have it with you. Right. But there's no reason for folks to have, like specifically men, six inches of fabrics on their button down shirts. Right. It looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's my pet peeve with men. So knowing your your true size. Right, right. Um, for women, silhouette mm-hmm. is important. Why? Why is silhouette more important for women than it is for men? Mainly because we have curves. Mm-hmm. We have things that plump out that doesn't or that yep. don't men, right? Yep. And it could be more or less depending on right. who it is, right? right. Um, so, and then we, and then again, women are super, super body image conscious. So mm-hmm. um, with that, I, uh, I cannot stress this enough. This is like, I feel like standing on top of the highest <laughs> building with a microphone and saying this. Proper undergarments. I'm going to say that slow. <laughs> Proper <laughs> undergarments. I was hoping you'd bring this up because you rage on the internet oh, about this so much. God. I'm pretty sure if anybody that follows me is so sick of me saying that, I do not care. I will bring it up in every fashion conversation. <laughs> Proper undergarments. So let's talk about that a little bit. And I swear on everything, if you have that foundation together, I promise you your clothes will look mm-hmm. so much better. Um, and I don't want to hear, I don't want anyone emailing me, well, I'm a size this and this, and that's what, no, that doesn't matter. That does not, and this is coming from personal experience. Right. I I was a larger size than I am today. So, and actually maybe like four, six sizes um, larger. Mm-hmm. It's And I still wore the proper undergarments. So what, let's give a, an example. If you're wearing a bodycon dress, no, I'm sorry. Them Victoria small ass panties that you got for your sexy boyfriend <laughs> for a little romantic night right. are not to go under that dress. Right. No, that's not what you wear under there. Right. What do you wear under a, a, a bodycon? Seamless underwear. Right. Or, and I also, let's talk, and I've been mentioning large size, air quotes. I want to, let's be clear, I'm talking about the little, the size zeros too. Mm-hmm. Just because you're a size zero, or I'm sorry, some a couple of my girlfriends who, you know, are size four, six, or what have you, mm-hmm. I don't need to wear Spanx. Actually, you do. <laughs> sorry. Spanx are great for everyone. Uh, yes. It would is PSA. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter the size. Right. There and I don't like that either. Let mm-hmm. me address that real quick. The whole spank shaming is absurd. So mm-hmm. stop it. Just because you deem yourself smaller mm-hmm. doesn't mean oh i don't need spanks actually you do mm-hmm. um because if you're wearing a, f- a formal gown and it calls for something underneath that would allow your boobs to sit up nicely mm-hmm. or for their absolutely for there not to be any wrinkles in that gown spanks or any type of um let's say um, holding or tightening um, garment mm-hmm. would fit best under that mm-hmm. versus you wearing separate pieces, right? right? So you could wear a one piece 
Um, I'm, it's crazy that I'm forgetting like fashion, <laughs> fashion specific terms. Right. Um, but yeah, that's it. Has nothing. It has absolutely nothing to do with size. So please stop posting that you didn't have to wear Spanx under. I see it all the time. It's the most funniest thing ever. And then I see the picture, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, but you should have. <laughs> but you should have. But uh, you should have. It it doesn't that that undergarment does not. Um, dictate how healthy or not healthy you are, and it does not dictate whether you required an undergarment or not. It's based on the garment. So mm-hmm. I hope that kind of removes some of you know the rhetoric behind proper undergarments. Right. Um, another example um, is for, specifically for women when it comes to silhouette. Your bra. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. Yes. Bras are expensive. Yes, we hate them, bad boys. Because as soon as we get home, what's That's one of the, the first, first thing you take off, man? Yes, is the is Whew. the damn bra. Men have no idea. They think it's cute and sexy, but they have no idea. Yes. We hate these goddamn things. We do. The over the shoulder boulder holder oh, needs to go. Like sometimes we just want to be free with it. Yes. But then it's like, oh yeah, sorry, I don't want my nipples at my navel, so <laughs> I might want to put a bra. Right. So yeah, with. For us gals, especially us that are well endowed on top, it's so important to have a proper bra. Mm -hmm. And the way to address that, it's free. Go into Victoria's Secret and get a bra fitting. Mm -hmm. Go into Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. And it's Nordstrom, not Nordstrom's. PSA, even male clients. Yes, I went to Nordstrom's. I'm like, you went where? It's not called that. (laughs) It's no such place. It's Nordstrom. Okay. There's an S on the end of that. All right. <laughs> all right. So for everyone else, we'll say Nordstrom's. I can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. I can't. I can't. What if they want to like want me to work with them? And they're like, she's online saying the name wrong. No. Um, it's Nordstrom. But anyway, you can go to their right. lingerie department and mm-hmm. you know what? They will fit you for free. And you get to try. They'll also bring bras in for you to mm-hmm. try on. Um, and you get to see how, how different your body actually mm-hmm. will in some cases, actually in a lot of cases, elongate you. Mm-hmm. And if especially if you're a female, there was a many, many years I was super conscious about my stomachs. I was super conscious mm-hmm. about that. But when and again, anything that I'm speaking to is also from personal mm-hmm. experience, right? And learning. Um so I went to Nostrum and I was like, you know what, I like a bra fitting. And I could not get out of the damn mirror. Mm-hmm. And all they did was put on the bra that fits and a damn t-shirt. And right. it was a huge, yeah, I stepped out and actually went with a guy friend of mine. I stepped out. He said, holy shit. <laughs> That's how much of a difference it was. Right. And, wearing, and from that day forward is when I preached and also for myself, mm-hmm. made sure I got a proper bra. And with us, it's so challenging mm-hmm. um, because I'll wait. With women, our weight fluctuates. Right. With, you know. Everything. Yeah. yeah. See me next Tuesday. Um, <laughs> the Red Sea is partying. Right. Yeah, the thing that we hate every month, right? Um, our weight will fluctuate with mm-hmm. that or, you know, we overeat a month. I don't know. Like, with us, it's, it's so many as- so many factors. Mm-hmm. So you want to ensure that you get bras for those times, right? right? So you get the bra where you're feeling like super bloated, but then you make sure for the most part, and it still needs to be your size, that you're that you have undergarments that um, fit your silhouette. Right. And then 
to me, I'm not talking about anything else <laughs> except unto karma. Right. That's the foundation. And then people can email me other questions, but mm-hmm. until everybody gets that straight, I'm not answering. That's, I'm doing a Kanye. I'm not answering. I'm not answering anything else until your bra is straight. <laughs> that's right. Why sway? <laughs> <laughs> like, and and that's a good point. Like, uh, because recently I just went out and bought sort of new bras. Also, first of all, like, and by the way, not for nothing. Shaw's boobs look really they good look in his teeth. Yeah, they really do. Right so that's now. that's the difference in wearing yeah. the proper. Bra. It's no. By the way, if you're sorry, yeah, no. it's a tan. It, it's a rant, and Shaw <laughs> should have never gave me this platform. <laughs> but if when you look in the mirror, and I don't want people to be like, "No, I can't see that." You're lying. So if you look in the mirror, if when you put your top on, you see the bra, the line of the bra. Cutting into your boob meat, the bra, the bra is too small. Take it off, right? Get another bra. Get I don't care if you put on your sports bra. Mm-hmm. Get another bra, mm-hmm. or go for a fitting because that bra is too small. Mm-hmm. Give it to your little sister. I don't care, but no, folks, stop. Right? I promise you, you start there, and the rest will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And the key thing with women too is, yeah, knowing. I don't really deal with the whole I'm a I'm a out well from a professional standpoint yeah I'm a you know my client is an hourglass or mm-hmm. um she's a pear shape but that doesn't play for me mm-hmm. um it's more about an eye okay um and knowing what fabrics that's the other thing too mm-hmm. now most people wouldn't touch a fabric and be like oh this is not gonna fall on on me right right, right? that's usually Things like a prof- professional personal stylist right. would know, but for but for you, try it on. And and I'm I'm one that hates trying stuff on. Mm-hmm. But if it's something, is if it's a fabric or a type of um, style of garment that you've never worn before, it's mm-hmm. best to try it on to see how it falls on you. Right. But before we even get to the clothes, until everybody gets their foundation pieces together, right? Interviews over. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't drop my mic. <laughs> So, all right, let's assume that people, like for the sake of argument, yes. people have gotten their bras together. This this is specifically for women because okay. for guys, like y'all don't have, like, I mean, well, make sure you're wearing man, the, the right man. underwear. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, yeah, we could touch on that a little bit. No, I don't see as many men do it here in the States where, mm-hmm. you know, they jingling baby all over the place. Mm-hmm. They Men here in the States typically wear the right underwear. They'll right. wear their box of briefs or... Um, or what have you. Um, so I don't really see that issue. So if, you know, let's just say, you know, everyone's got their undergarment situation together, together, like they're on top. Um, you know, how, how do they accurately know sort of what, what types of clothes fit their silhouette properly? Oh, wow. Um, I know that that's, that's a lot given there's a multitude. Yeah. Um, because that's not so cut and dry. Right. So, because what I would, how would, oh man, that's that's a tough one. Um, you got to try stuff on. Mm-hmm. I know that sucks, especially in the wintertime when you have on like layers of clothes mm-hmm. and you're going shopping. It's just not fun. Um, but in order for you to learn what works for you and what doesn't, mm-hmm. you, honestly, you have to try it on. Or you hire me. Right. And then, <laughs> seriously, or you hire a personal stylist who, and honestly, you can get that done in a session, mm-hmm. right? Like a good personal stylist will be able to, you know, after a consultation and they learn your style preferences in that one session, 
they should be able to relate to you. Okay, this these are the types of things that these are the type of garments that would compliment and mm-hmm. camouflage. That's a key thing with with women. And, and I've had some men too that are like, you know, I got a little bit of a bare gut. I don't really want that showing, mm-hmm. you know, through my sports coat. Mm-hmm. There are ways to camouflage that. Um, believe it or not, fellas, if you got custom button downs, which if you shopped around, you can actually get for under $200 mm-hmm. that would camouflage that. Right. But men are so afraid, right, that stuff is too tight right. versus fit. There's a difference. Right. Um, and, this, and also with women, too, they'll get something way too. Like, for instance, I had just a random question. Someone asked me her her conscious area was her shoulders. Mm-hmm. And she just she did. She felt like they were too broad. She didn't mm-hmm. want this. She loved this blouse, but didn't uh, want it to accentuate her shoulders. So mm-hmm. she was about to buy it like two size bigger. I'm just like, well, you're actually going to do what it is that you don't want. Right. Um, you could still get your size, but there are some tricks to it. You mm-hmm. know, you um, wear a blazer or you actually tighten the, the blouse to the back, you know, mm-hmm. so you like tuck it a little taunt. Mm-hmm. inside your pant or inside your skirt mm-hmm. so that the you bring more attention to the you know to the silhouette in your waist mm-hmm. versus everyone looking at your shoulders it'll actually create an hourglass right. if you do that right so it's you got to play with it mm-hmm. and for people who hate shopping for people who um are not into fashion like that but they just want to look good then yeah i would say and this is not selling myself i would say hire a professional Mm -hmm. who can in a couple of sessions kind of show you what you need to do Mm -hmm. because it is about passing that knowledge on Mm -hmm. um it's not like let's say it's not like a trainer so to speak right Right. like a training you might have for three months right? right um because you have like these goals but with a personal stylist with a couple of sessions honestly or someone that knows close well, mm-hmm. you'll be able to learn what, what works and what doesn't. So that takes me into my next question, which is, you know, and, and you said sort of hinted toward this earlier, is that fashion advice, like that's capital F, capital A fashion advice, mm-hmm. um, says that, you know, in order, like the best way to build up your closet is by having certain like staple key oh, oh, items. Like foundation pieces. Yeah. yeah. So like, what are those things? Because I always hear it, but no, I, I swear it feels like no one ever tells me what they are. That's and it's interesting. like a secret. No, no. Actually, actually, if you Google, if you Google it, it'll come like, you'll oh, see. Oh, I, I just have to Google it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, if that's to like, damn near every fashion site has mm-hmm. what they believe are the, are the staple pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some things like, for instance, um, everybody should have a white shirt Mm -hmm. or a couple for men. I want to touch on men for a moment. Men should have 14 button down shirts. Wow. You know why? Seven in seven out. So seven in that they're wearing during a week, Mm -hmm. whether it be professional or casual. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's say on a weekend, you know, the new style, it's not really new. It's been around for years now of wearing a button down in your jeans Mm -hmm. and like some sneakers. So that way you have a shirt a day. And then when those obviously after, I mean, sure. You didn't stink it up to be damned. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, maybe you could wear it a couple of times with the idea is that you have a shirt each Mm -hmm. day of the week, you put those in the cleaners or you get them cleaned and then you have seven more. So Mm -hmm. that way you're never, you've never run out of 
a button down. Right. Now, if you just have those 14, boom, you're straight. Right. <laughs> right? right. Now you mix them. Now you start to add to that collection with like, um, for instance, maybe you have shirts with prints mm-hmm. or maybe the cuffs are a little different or maybe um, the lapel or maybe you don't have a placket on some of them. And, f- and no one knows what a placket is until I describe what a placket right. is. So the placket is, you know, on your button down shirt and women have them, too, um, that goes down the middle. So mm-hmm. you have your buttons and then there's like the little material that it's on that the mm-hmm. buttons are on that's a placket so you can actually get shirts that don't have that little some people actually hate that little extra piece of right. fabric that flips up um so you can get them without it but um so yeah for men i would say that's staple and you you have white shirts light blue and then with men it starts to get into fabrics mm-hmm. so you have like oxford or you might have a um a fabric that has a uh, small checks or mm-hmm. gingham so that's on the men's side for women it's things like uh you should have a turtleneck mm-hmm. a blazer a pencil skirt a white shirt um it's like 10 things i'm like you know, you should have like a staple handbag mm-hmm. of a neutral color. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are just, and why they call them foundation pieces is because you can interchange them mm-hmm. with so many things. So just with those items, I already in my head can come up with like three outfits right. with just those four or five items. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll send you a list. <laughs> yes, yeah. send me a list so I can post it. So I can post it, yeah, on the site. Because, you know, a, a lot of times... People are just sort of, I would say their intent is to put a lot of intent in what yeah, they wear. Yeah, agree. I don't but, think anybody like, per, there are a few, I'm going to say if we were to take numbers, right? There, I would say more people do actually care about how they look. Mm-hmm. Um, they just may not necessarily care about personal style, right. but they don't want to walk out the house looking a raggedy mess. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And so I think if they kind of just, and I, I also think it, they, most people don't want to feel like they have to put like an hour into putting an outfit. And I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just feel like people need like a little quick, quick reference guide. Right? Absolutely. Um, that says, Hey, these are the, this is what you, these are the foundation pieces and this is how you can interchange them. Now I will be honest. There are tons of guides and booklets mm-hmm. and stuff like that on on the internet that reference that. So where I think some confusion comes in that is mm-hmm. that everyone has their own perspective about right. what those staple pieces are. Right. Um, for me, um, personally, I'm all about merchandising. Mm-hmm. So you've heard me speak to the fact that I have things from like 99 or two, mm-hmm. but that's, that's all a part of merchandising because I feel like, oh, that skirt that I got way back in the day can go with this new, you know, 2016 mm-hmm. uh, top, right? right? So even though it may not be a staple piece, a foundation piece, I think getting a bang for your buck is also important. Key. Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. So then you sort of begin to answer my my next question around, you know, does being able to find these staple pieces mean that somebody needs to completely empty out their closet and start from scratch? Yeah, no, they don't. Okay. They honestly don't. Um, that's a interesting question because it all... A lot of it obviously depends on mm-hmm. pockets. Right. I, there was a time where I was posting looks and, you know, things were, I don't know, let's say a head to toe outfit mm-hmm. might have cost three G's. Now, right. I didn't put it together based on the cost factor. I put it together because I just thought the pieces look right. incredible together. Right. So I, 
you know, one of the, one of the, or a bunch of the comments were saying, mm-hmm. you know, where's a look for less? So, of course, being an extremist, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went and put like 20 looks together from Walmart. Mm-hmm. No one knew those looks were from Walmart. Right. So, my, my, sort of like my response to that is it's all in how you put it together. It mm-hmm. doesn't, now, granted, if you get clothing, and I'm not saying Walmart is necessarily a cheap place or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not speaking to that. Um, I'm just saying you do have to base this all on the quality, mm-hmm. right? Because just because something is $1,000 doesn't mean that it was made well. Right. I've, I've seen things fall apart that cost a lot of money and right. was like, oh, uh, yeah, no, you're going to take this back because right. it was made poorly. Whereas something that I got from, let's say, Express mm-hmm. has held up for like 20 years, right? right? So it's all in a couple of things. Um, setting the budget, Mm -hmm. right. For what you want to spend on Mm -hmm. something and then making sure that you already have sort of the key pieces so that you can merchandise. And so all that means so that you can be able to interchange those foundation pieces with little additives. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is your style, your style preference, you know, like we were saying, not every, you care about how you look, but you don't necessarily need to, you know, feel like you walked out of (laughs) <laughs> the fashion magazine. Right, right. So the key so the key there, if you know that, then don't just buy just to buy. Mm-hmm. Buy things that you know will complement you and complement right. the pieces you already have. And then the other thing is to look for quality. Mm-hmm. Wait for there's nothing wrong with shopping sales. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm sure retailers would love for us to pay (laughs) Pay full price. Yeah. On, on every single thing. The only time my advice and what I've um, told my clients, um, pay retail when you really love something, Mm -hmm. when you, I mean, it's that one thing that, that coveted piece or something that you really, really love or some, a piece that you see and, you walk, you're like, oh, I don't need it right now. And then you walk past it and you're like obsessing over it. Like mm-hmm. if you're obsessing over it, yeah, that's, that's the piece to get. That's mm-hmm. the accessory. And this includes accessories well, as well. Um, th- those are the items that I would say pay full retail. But you know what? Hit up the outlets. Right, right. <laughs> um, if especially, and you know what? Oh, I'm telling all my secrets. I, <laughs> I must love Charmel. You do. <laughs> um, Who doesn't? <laughs> um. Hit up the outlets. Mm-hmm. Hit up the seasons after once they're over. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you want dope fall items, now most of them might be gone that you were kind of, you know, obsessing over through the season. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I really want this coat. Just cross your fingers and hope that at the end of the season that they still have a couple left. But right. shop after the season. Like, for winter, like, right now is the best time. All those sweaters... Mm-hmm. Those cable knit sweaters that you love or your winter accessories, your scarf, those infinity scarves. And I'm talking good name brands, too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be cheap, but I'm talking, um, I, I'm saying that I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't have to be a uh, pocket friendly right. <laughs> retailer. I'm talking some mid level to high end designers as mm-hmm. well. If that's your stick, um, you can shop those brands. And you just wait toward the end of the season. They have fantastic sales. Mm-hmm. So I would those were those are my like secret giveaways uh, <laughs> to like if you're it's, oh as a tidbit right? right if you're a conscious a financially conscious person mm-hmm. but you do like high end or just you know mid brow um, designers then yeah I would that's the time to shop. 
how can people sort of follow up, follow those up to date looks without going into the poorhouse? <laughs> because honestly, like I see some of these things and I'm just like, oh God, I'm going to be poor. Like I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to go poor trying. Like it, it feels like you could go into the poorhouse trying to chase these trends and, and to try and be on point in that regard. Exactly. And that's why it all depends on your personal style mm-hmm. and the budget that you want to spend. Mm-hmm. So I would honest, honestly, I would say when if you are following a, a trend report for that season, you know, I would say look through the magazines, maybe look on look at the shows on YouTube mm-hmm. and Instagram. Seriously, I mean that you can find the most incredible pieces mm-hmm. on Instagram, and in that I mean in how to put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say identify the pieces that you absolutely love mm-hmm. and that's where you spend your money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe in buying pieces that I just like. Mm-hmm. When I go shopping, I want to love that piece. Mm-hmm. Now, for instance, when I post outfits of the day, I'm pretty sure people think I'm wearing the same leggings over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am or right. sir. I have like six pair of the same. Oh wow! Yeah, because I love I love them that much, mm-hmm. um, and I'll get them in different colors. Or and not all of them are leggings. But I had someone say, "Well, you love your leggings, no, ma'am. I just buy pants that right. fit <laughs> that actually fit my silhouette." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they might look like they're sewn on and look like a legging, but no, they're actually a pant. Right. Um, oh, one of your staple pieces, trousers. Women trousers, okay. especially for women. For men, it's a given. Like for men, they should have their some of their found. And I'm sorry, folks, I'm all over the place. So for men, it would be like a pair of slacks or trousers. Mm-hmm. It would be denim. For women, same thing. Have a pair of jeans. Have a pair of leggings. Mm-hmm. Definitely a pair of trousers. And you don't always your trous your when you rock a trouser. You don't, it doesn't have to be for professional. You can mm-hmm. throw on, you can like really mix and match with a trouser. If you're feeling like a trouser, throw it on with like mm-hmm. a Gap t-shirt um, and like a cute little jacket and some Converse um, mm-hmm. or some sneakers. And people who know me knew I'm not like a sneaker person. No. But like, I love my stack heels. Um, but when I'm dealing with the masses mm-hmm. and dealing with clients. Yeah. Everybody's not rocking heels for, you know, four inch heels every right. day. No one has time for that. Right. <laughs> like right. Pe- people are parents and running around crazy. So they want comfort. Right. So you could take your, if you wanted to rock a trouser, let's say on a Saturday, you could put on like some cute women Oxford, right. Mm-hmm. And have on a t-shirt and a cute, um, like motorcycle jacket, jacket, boom, you just created your own, per- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you just took an item that's typically worn for the office. Let's mm-hmm. say when people hear trials, they automatically think, oh, I'm going to a business meeting. Right. No, take the stuff that you wear professionally and switch it up mm-hmm. for your social wardrobe and just, you just got to play with it. Mm-hmm. That actually sort of t- touches on something that a friend of mine um, who is, who has been um, sort of the producer for the last month and a half for the show um, my friend Liz Welsh, her number one philosophy for uh, like going to work is if I find a pant that I like and it fits me well and it works with everything, I'm literally going to buy yes. you know, five or six pairs yep. of that pant yep. because when it comes to, um, you know, going out or, or having to find something 
sort of off top of mind. I know I can grab this pant. It'll yeah. look great. And she's like a big believer of having sort of a uniform, like yeah. knowing sort of what that, that go-to uniform is for yourself yes. and being able to play on that all the time absolutely. and hit the notes that you want to She has hit. it right. That's yeah. absolutely right. You also, not for nothing, you all, you also save money like that, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, and that's probably why most men <laughs> shop that way. They're like, oh, I like these pair of jeans. And then they buy like 40 pair of those right. jeans and then they never need a pair of jeans for mm-hmm. like three years because mm-hmm. they'll just switch it up and rock out with those. So yeah, I would say that's a fantastic um, philosophy. And then you can, to me, that also gives you room to play with other garments, right? right? So you already, you have the pants that, that look fantastic on you and you love them. Hey, buy a bunch of them and then you can buy the different tops and mm-hmm. you can wear them winter, summer. It doesn't matter. Right. You know, you could rock them at any time. So one of the things that I wanted was to get some advice from you um, and sort of understand the advice that you would give to someone like me who is super lazy uh, and super poor <laughs> Um, you know, but, but wants to look put together and wants to look like a real adult Hmm. and not look like they sort of, you know, stumbled out of bed and rolled into a (laughs) 9am English class. (laughs) Oh, so that transition from college life into like adulthood? Not even necessarily transition from college into adulthood, more, maybe more more the the first part, the lazy part. Yeah. Like I'm a late, like, you don't look lazy you. today. How you this have is no the most idea. I put like to, put together. I look amazing right now. <laughs> but this is like I said, like starting from sort of the the top of the year, like it's just been a situation of putting more effort into stuff. Yes. Um, but even putting in that effort, there's been sort of a lot of anxiety around it, a lot of like self-consciousness where I'm like, does this look right? Does this look okay? Yeah. Because what I recognize is that the the aesthetic that works well for me that I really am attracted to is the aesthetic of sort of um it's been said as like the black hipster sort oh, of thing yes. mm-hmm. but it well, but what it chic. yeah but, but what it also looks like is like 90s grunge basically <laughs> coming back and like a new way like it you really your does spirit on <laughs> yeah like like that's what it looks like like if I grabbed a beanie right now <laughs> and a you know, a plaid shirt and tied it around my waist. Like I'm, in, I'm on trend. Yeah, I'm but, so on trend. Okay. So there's a way to kick that up a notch right. a little bit, right? The first step, you got to care. Right. I have to care. You right. have to care. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, folks. It, like you, if you're a lazy dresser, right. but you want to step up your style game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You kind of got to care. Like, so there's no <laughs> way to like dummy proof it. No, there is no, Oh, I'm lazy dresser. And, I don't care how I look, but I want to step my game up. It's an oxymoron. Right. Like, you, Damn it. Yeah, sorry. This, see, you can't control it. I can't. Right. I can't control. God damn it. You just got to. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sitting here trying to. I'm a, I'm a solutions type. So, see, this is where, like, the IT part comes in because I'm a mm-hmm. solutions kind of like, here's the problem. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only way to fix that <laughs> is for you to give a damn. Uh, yes. You, All right. You got to care. So let's say that I do have a monicum of caring and mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I don't want it to be something that I think for most people, the issue is that they don't want it to take a lot of their time. Yeah. They, they, they want to look great, but they, they want to they be presentable. Feel, they don't want to take an hour to no, do it. No, they, they don't want that to happen. Um, and they also 
want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like like that. I think that's it's it's one of these things where it feels like comfort has to be sacrificed for the looking look. good, and it yeah. doesn't. It absolutely does not. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think of some examples. Take your most people want to like, especially if you work in a conservative atmosphere, mm-hmm. right? Now, see, people who work in a creative atmosphere have it, have it so good, right? Because right. they can show up in their motorcycle jacket, Gap t-shirt, jeans, sneakers, and they're and straight, day. right? Yep. Yeah. But if you work in a conservative or um, even semi-conservative office environment, forget it. Like, you always feel like you're in a monkey suit, right? Mm-hmm. So when the when Friday night, Saturday morning hits, you're ready to like just be in holy anything, like right? Holy sweats and jeans, absolutely. Or, like you just don't care at that point. Right. But if that's the key factor, though, if you want to kind of step it up a notch, mm-hmm. it comes hand in hand with caring, and it does. But that caring doesn't mean that you have to take two hours to do it. Mm-hmm. It just means that you're just being a little bit more conscious about how you put your items together mm-hmm. and organization. Mm-hmm. I, I had to learn that, you know, your fashion has to be organized okay. and so that you cut down on a time, right? right? Because if you have your shit everywhere, right? You have your shirts in one yeah. place. You kind of have, <laughs> that's Char where I was this morning. Char- like the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now, like Char has the most guilty face right now. <laughs> like this morning, the t-shirt that I'm wearing, like I could not find it. So like, what is that at? It's an hour, 10 minutes exact, to find it. See, that's what I'm saying. So if you were organized, if you were like, all right, this drawer has all of my t-shirts and right. socks. Then you know to go to that drawer. Yep. And I had to learn that, people, because I'm not one. Like, my girlfriends, my family know I am not domestic, honey. Right. I don't like doing laundry. I don't like folding up clothes. And what's, and I shouldn't be saying this as a personal <laughs> stylist. It's just so rude. But what I do, I don't do for my clients. Right. So me personally, yeah, I'm not folding up my T-shirts <laughs> and I'm not rolling my socks together. This right. is probably why I have, but this is probably why I have to buy socks like every week because I that one sock is missing. And you can't find and it. And I can't find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I may not fold up army style, you know, like my T-shirts and everything, but all of my T-shirts and socks are in one drawer. Right. All of my sweaters are folded. So I have two sweater drawers. Mm-hmm. So I may not, you know, they may not be all like Martha Stewart neat in the drawer. Right. However, I know where to go. Mm-hmm. That I cannot tell you how much time that cuts down, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's busy. Um, so the key, I would say for that, that lazy, but I want to look good, just organize your closet where you have all your skirts, mm-hmm. your dresses, your pants. Just have each garment type mm-hmm. at least. At start, like I won't put too much work on you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at start, just have all your garment types together, together. Mm-hmm. including your coats mm-hmm. your sweaters your cardigans like have all, have all of them together start there and watch how much time gets it's cut saved. down yeah you cut down you save a, a lot it had and look that had nothing to do with money right nothing to do with budget nothing to do with anything but just organization so right some of a lot of um i would say like key style factors it has more to do with being organized first mm-hmm before you even get to the style preferences or budget. So if there's like a certain style that someone wants to incorporate, like, like they don't necessarily want to overhaul their entire look to, to, to match this particular style or trend. Um, but they want to incorporate sort of tiny bits. Like what things can they, can they look to pull in? 
Um, so you want to you want to do like a swap out. Mm-hmm. So what that means is you want to keep the foundation of your own style, but then you see, I'm assuming you mean like you see a trend that you want to incorporate yep. to your personal style. Yeah. So you just like, you ever hear that rule, you know, before you leave the house, take one thing off. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same idea. So you, you don't want to be a walking trend, but you want to incorporate it. Right. So it's sort of like how we were speaking to earlier. You just want to add, you can maybe start off. I always say the easiest way to start off mm-hmm. is with accessories. Okay. So instead of like incorporating a trend into your garments, right. play with accessories. So for instance, let's take you as an example. Like today, Shar has on this really great um, cape with a t-shirt and some jeans, mm-hmm. right? Those are jeans, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and some jeans. So let's say we wanted to, you like the fringe look. I, I don't really like the fringe look. Well, but, but you right. got a yeah, little yeah. bit it's of it. It's got a little bit, but Yeah, you know. but like, okay, see how difficult Shara's being? <laughs> I am. I'm so difficult. <laughs> She's yeah. one of those difficult clients. I would be. <laughs> um, so let's say you were, you wanted the fringe look. Mm-hmm. So I would, but... Well, actually, that is a good example. She was like, yeah, no, I actually don't like the fringe fringe look. I would give you a fringe bag. Okay. Right? So I haven't touched your clothes. Right. right? I haven't haven't adjusted your personal style. Mm -hmm. I just kind of added a little piece. And you know what? You probably would like Mm -hmm. the fringe in an accessory. Like if I were to give you a fringe bag that coordinated or Mm -hmm. complemented your outfit, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Shara would like it. <laughs> She's saying she would. And actually, we sh- I'm going to actually give her a fringe bag and take a picture and watch Shara like it. We're going to see. That's going <laughs> to we'll be see. the test. We'll, we'll, we'll post that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that video posted also. Um, so that's so I would say that's key. Yeah. Start, start out slow. Like you would, you would hate to like love or be obsessed with a trend and then wipe out like <laughs> half your wardrobe right, for that trend. Right. And then when you actually put it on your person, you're like, uh, this kind of sucks ass. I don't like this. Right. And then you've spent all this money and time. So yeah, I would say always start off small. Mm-hmm. Don't kind of go full gusto in right. until you really know that it's something that works for you. So there are two more things. Shoes make the outfit. Hmm. True or false? <laughs> I'm, I'm asking. That's a hard one. Shoes make the outfit. If I'm sorry, if your outfit is fucked up, no. Okay. Shoes ain't matter. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to just be raw. There's there's no type of shoe that will, will save Cor- a jacked outfit. Correct, though, because I'm not even getting to your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just... Right. Um, yeah. No. The whole look makes the outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Certainly get out of that rhetoric that, oh, my outfit, don't matter what it look like. My shoes is dope. No one cares. The whole, <laughs> you can't have right. on dope shoes and then have a jacked up outfit right. on. No, ma'am. So are there specific types of shoes that people should, should Oh, almost have? like foundation? Yeah. You know what? That I think so. Okay. Um, only because we talked about the time mm-hmm. and place, right? So have a pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. It could be any kind, whatever you love, doesn't matter the brand, whatever is comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. For women, have a pair of flats. Mm-hmm. You you should always have a pair of like those little cute flats. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not a, a female who enjoys high heels, then have a mid... I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of kitten heels. Those are actually... <laughs> they're actually, they're actually on trend. Right. 
They are, I'm sorry. Not for you though. You're you're really like miss me with the kitten heels. Miss me with the granny shoes. Okay. However, they are super on trend yeah. and I've seen some badass outfits um with them like wow, that's really hot. I can't. But I personally can't. Again, I'm not styling people to look like me or dress right. like me. It's about your personal style. So yes, I would say a pair of flats, a pair a pair of kitten heels if you're not a, a stack heel kind of woman. Mm-hmm. Um um, for the guys, definitely a pair of sneakers. With guys, it's weird. Like, I literally have met men who do not own a pair of dress shoes. I think hmm. that's insane. I'm like, so what? Are you just staying in the house when you have a formal event to go to? Right. Like, or they wear them. And fellas, can we please stop with those, like, flimsy, foldable, like, they look plastic kind of shoes. You know, they're, they're not a dress shoe. Okay. But they're... I want to say they're equivalent to like Dockers, like just oh okay, <laughs> just get a pair of dress shoes. You right. only need one pair. No one's trying to, no one's telling you to go ham and right. buy just one pair. Um, and then rain boots. People mm-hmm. wouldn't think I would say have a pair of rain boots. You know, or weather weatherproofing type. Mm-hmm. So I would say like those four or five. Okay. And you can interchange those. You don't necessarily. I know people who don't switch up their kind of like their shoe collection mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. So just have sort of like those staple ones. So the last thing that I want to talk about as far as fashion is concerned. Let me get into to my pet peeves. Oh, that'll, okay. be, that'll be after this. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like outerwear. Oh, yes. So I have one struggle coat. <laughs> this is, this she called it the struggle my, coat. I have, I have a singular struggle coat, and that is it. Like honestly, like that's it. Wait, and then you mean for like ever? Like that's the coat that, you that's wear. It. That's my coat. Like that's it. Like I for don't. Each I don't season? Have, no, not for each season. Like each for, season, I have like one specific, like just one, just one, just one. No, ma'am. And they're all black. Like <laughs> so, so Char, I'm so Char's gonna be my client <laughs> after this. Uh, like I'm getting all her style preferences in my head. I haven't written down a thing. <laughs> Um, and I don't need to, because what we're not going to do is have one struggle coat. One struggle coat. For each season? No For ma'am? Each, yeah. No ma'am or sir. <laughs> so so people should have, have more okay. then? Uh, yes. Okay. Why? Time and place. You cannot wear that struggle coat to a formal event. As, okay, you haven't won. Let's ask. Char, have you won this struggle coat to a to formal, formal event? event? Please say no. Folks, I think I don't think I have. I think what I do is just leave it in the car and just run in with whatever I'm wearing. Okay, well, that's, like I'll that's just good. be like, oh, I'm just gonna leave this in here and run yeah. in. But yeah. now, okay, so see, you see, see, Shar, Shar is a faker. She's not as no. As, I'm aware <laughs> that it is a struggle coat. No, like, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm knows, it in the Char car. Knows, Char knows more about the fashion rules than she lets on. So that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that's also a great example. You wouldn't wear that in, right? Nah. To right. So this is why you people think, "Oh, I shouldn't need all of this stuff." Actually, yeah, you should mm. because you can't have that one struggle going <laughs> and rock it to everywhere. You have to switch it up a little right. bit. And here's I want to kind of demystify about kind of like formal wear or just being dressed up. So let's say you just have somewhere um Fancy to go to, eat fancy dinner, you know, first date, blind date, whatever. Um, you don't always have to wear a coat. Mm-hmm. Throw on a shawl, get mm-hmm. a nice shawl. So your outerwear can be a poncho, it could be a cape, mm-hmm. and they got fancy capes. Get one with, you're not into fur, that's okay. Get one with fur fur. Now, let me prefix this by saying, 
not the faux fur that looks like a New York City street rat got stomped on. <laughs> let's we're we're beyond that, All folks. Right. Yeah, let's let's step up the faux fur for a little bit. Right, and it, it can't look like dead squirrel. No, like get one that's a little right. fancy that looks like it could be authentic fur, but mm-hmm. it's not. Um, so you could do things like that. You don't have to necessarily go out and like buy a Parker, mm-hmm. right? However, if you wanted a sort of, I'm going to use, it's not a fancy word, but it probably doesn't apply to fashion. You want a comprehensive. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. You want sort of like a comprehensive, like outerwear closet. I'm going to say, <clears throat> then what you would do is, a Parker. Mm-hmm. If you live in climates where it's blistering cold, like it is in the North. Basically the East Coast. <laughs> Basically. Like. Um, that has all kinds of crazy seasons. Um, so I would say a Parker or something like a Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say you're sort of like in between. So the coat that Shar is referencing, she's saying it's a struggle coat. It is but, a struggle coat. But it's actually, it actually will be a great for fall Mm -hmm. so you want to kind of for your fall winter you Mm -hmm. can kind of mix them in because the weather is so nuts Mm -hmm. in the east coast that you can wear a fall coat and just wear layers Mm -hmm. right so let's say you're like i don't care what this lady is talking about i'm not buying like five and six different coats no problem have at least three so trench a trench Mm -hmm. coat um you could interchange that with for obviously not the winter but for into fall Mm -hmm. you can wear layers under that trench coat wear a scarf with it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can build on that trench coat um certainly a heavy coat doesn't Mm -hmm. maybe not a parker Mm -hmm. um but a a coat that can sustain obviously really cold temperatures or the snow whatever and then sort of like that in between where it's warm enough Mm -hmm. um to rock in the winter time but also cool enough or where you can kind of take off some of the layers like some of these coats now um have like lining that you can Mm -hmm. remove right um so you can get a coat like that that's Mm -hmm. sort of like a two-in-one where you can remove the lining in the fall and then it's a fall jacket and then but put the lining back in for the winter so i would say at least three for the fellas the fellas it's a little bit different like Fellas can get like a really good wool coat. Mm-hmm. I would say for men, they probably need like two. Okay. Um, and then the other ones are kind of like miscellaneous, like a denim jacket or mm-hmm. like men should certainly have a men's trench coat mm-hmm. um, because typically theirs come with like a um, a lining that's a warm lining yep. that they can take out. So with men, I would say certainly a heavy, uh, a sports coat mm-hmm. is a must. Like, because with sports coats, you can wear them for your professional and social wardrobe, mm-hmm. but also men can rock sports coat, like a heavy sports coat for formal wear. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if they got it in like a neutral color, like a black or a slate gray or like a navy blue, if they mm-hmm. got them, in, then they can rock it, especially in a cold um, climates, you could rock it to a formal event, you know, coat check it mm-hmm. and be in your tux um, or they can wear it to their meetings, et cetera. So mm-hmm. about, I would say this about the same three you know, you could you could be good with three outerwear. Okay. Layering. Layering helps too. So you let's say you can't, you know, you can't rock with three coats. Mm-hmm. Then you know what? Learn how to layer. Mm-hmm. You know, so another trick. <laughs> under Armour cold gear mm-hmm. is some of the best garments to wear under your 
clothes for mm-hmm. the winter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because it really... It I actually, was always wondering if that stuff worked. I know. At first, I was just like, yeah, this doesn't work. Why am I spending $50 on a damn right. top? Because it can can be kind of expensive for the cold gear. But you, again, sale folks and right. outlets. Um, but no, it actually does work. And okay. it does keep you warm. So you put on your Under Armour. Or again, not kind of being brand specific. You put on cold gear that works, mm-hmm. right? Um, put on that layer first. And then start to layer up. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't, please don't email me about, well, I'm not a small size. It has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. You, you still can layer up. It's all in which clothes look great on you. Right. That's it, what garments look great on you. Right. And then build up from there. Then you can put on like your sweater and, mm-hmm. or your t shirt, what have you. And that, and then if you have a struggle coat, <laughs> you can wear your struggle coat in the winter. All right, get off my struggle coat. <laughs> Uh, so now we're going to talk about your fashion pet peeves. Oh, so, Jesus. all right. Let so me I, know, adjust I, know, my chair. I know one of them was <sighs> the, the undergarments like yes. that. So we already covered the undergarments. Yes. So undergarments folks. <laughs> <laughs> so what are <laughs> the other ones that, that you had? Like what are two more that you are just like, come on, come on, son. Like get your lives together. Wait, I said, I, Oh, tight. is not right. Right. Women, I don't even know where to start. I feel like this this should be its own podcast. Right. With the tight clothes, okay, right. ladies. And this, and again, this has nothing to do with size. Mm-hmm. If you are a voluptuous woman, do not squeeze yourself into something thinking that it is compressing anything. You are mm-hmm. actually attracting. You're actually accentuating. The very areas you want to camouflage. Mm. So if you wear a size twenty, mm-hmm. do not put in, do not put on a size sixteen. Don't right. do it. Put on the proper undergarments mm-hmm. and put on the size twenty. Right. You will look forty million times better. Right. And beautiful. In your clothes versus trying to go smaller and you squeezing your, I can't even imagine, trust me, I've had clients do it. Mm-hmm. So, and this is also from personal experience right. of me trying, I've tried to squeeze myself into sizes that were too small. And then when I look back at photos, I'm like, I look a hot ass mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't do it. Tight is not right. And it's when you, again, take, and you know what? Everybody has a device. Take photos, tell no lie. Right. Put on your outfit and then take a selfie. Mm-hmm. That tells the truth. Now, I also don't advise that you ask the girlfriend who's always telling you you look good in the outfit. Right. No, don't go based on that. You need you need to be really honest about what's going on. And mm-hmm. ladies, I know it's hard. And again, this is coming from personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I've cried. I've put on outfits and cried. <laughs> but. We have to just work with what we have at the right. moment, and the the key the key is to wear your size and to have on the proper undergarment. Okay, all right. What's so? My, what's the other pet peeve? Oh my god! People not dressing for the occasion. Okay. The biggest one is the weddings. Okay. So I went to a couple of weddings last year, and I was in awe mm-hmm. at the attire. On both, and it wasn't just women. This is not a bash on women. Um, 
I was just amazed. Mm-hmm. So when you get invited to a wedding, immediately put the jeans away. Right. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the black jeans. Just because like, you wore black jeans don't mean you were dressed appropriately. Sorry, son. No, you were not. <laughs> no, that's not. Oh, well, I put, on, I put on shoes and I had on a jacket. No, ma'am. Right. No, sir. No. Especially the guys. Like, I was amazed. I was like, really, fellas? So right. you didn't. And then, fellas, I do not want to hear... I don't have any formal wear. Um, People rent. Right. (laughs) Rent that tuxedo. You don't want to wear a tuxedo? You can rent suits. Right. Men's warehouse people. Oh, yeah. Men's warehouse, you can rent. And you know what? It's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. So you feel like, oh, well, for instance, I've had clients, well, I don't work. I don't have an occupation that calls for me having a suit. Right. Okay, so you're never going anywhere fancy, like, okay, never ever in your life. Right. So you're just going to wear your construction helmet and <laughs> your tool belt everywhere. Yeah. No, guys, have at least, all right, to be fair, have at least two suits. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can interchange them right. with different button downs or whatever and have a pair of shoes. Do not walk up in weddings with your sneakers. Mm-hmm. No, it's not appropriate. At your wedding... Sure, you can rock out in your Chuck Dailies or whatever the hell they're called, mm-hmm. but do not do not show up at people's formal events, events yeah. with your sneakers on. Then for the ladies, do we really need to go into that one? I, I mean, you you I already like, said like don't wear your bodycon dresses. Do not stop. And I went to a couple again. <laughs> went to a couple weddings. Stripper heels. Right. Leave the stripper heels for your man. They're not they're not appropriate for. Um, formal occasions they're Mm -hmm. just not and I know people might be like oh but you just said to do you in the beginning of the podcast right you you know to individuality yeah but I also said time and place right hook a couture is not (laughs) not appropriate for funerals is not appropriate for weddings it's not I'm sorry leave your stripper heels at home when you go to brunch it's not appropriate for church either And don't give me, oh, it's a non-denomination, come right. as you are nonsense. No, ma'am. No, I, I don't care what, what they're telling you. <laughs> Do not show up at church with freaking platform high hit. No, right. no, in tight skirts. And then you say, well, I had on a blazer. So what? <laughs> Just stop. I want The to- blazer can save everything though, right? No, no, ma'am. <laughs> all right. Not, not when you have on tight clothes and it's just, oh, and leave all the, rhinestone crystally please <laughs> just because you bedazzled your dress doesn't mean it was a you made it formal no i had that happen i was just like okay so we're gonna sell that outfit yeah sell it to who somebody or okay. give it away take off the crystals and then sell it back to michael's i don't know but oh my god just because you bedazzled something with a hot glue gun does not mean that, that it's formal, formal. yeah stop folks Oh, and fellas, um, let's, you know, learn how to tie a tie. Um, yeah, that's interesting that some guys genuinely don't know how to do that. And I'm, I'm willing to help the fellas out. Yeah. Now, bow ties, I'll let that slide because bow ties are very, <laughs> very hard. hard yeah. Oh, my God. I'm saying they're very hard oh, because of all the folding. I feel like they're doing those. What do you call Origami. Those? Yes. It's <laughs> like, are you kidding me with this? Like, so fellas, nothing, you know. You can wear a clip-on bow tie because, yeah. Right. Until you can get the hang of it because a jacked-up 
<laughs> tie, bow tie is right. not the business. So until you can get the hang of it, yeah, just get a good clip on. So what celebrity do you think is in dire need of like a revamp? I'm trying to think, you know what? I deal with us regular people. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I don't even, I have to like, I have to be honest folks. That's why like on my timeline and mm-hmm. stuff, you don't see me pushing a lot of celebrity right. or giving my opinion on celebrities. Cause mm-hmm. I have to be honest. I, I'm just not into it. I'm not right. into the celebrity lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, my goals are not to be a celebrity fashion stylist. Mm-hmm. Like I deal with people who don't necessarily have mm-hmm. help. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, but don't sell yourself short because you did style like the, the, the NFL, NFL, like the, yeah, but that's the NFL. And guess what? The women's apparel for who? For women who love right. sports, but that that's women in general, right? right. That doesn't, it, it wasn't, like for instance, there were two campaigns for that, by the mm-hmm. way. So there was the the women's apparel campaign mm-hmm. where I style, you know, all of their essentially their tops, right? right. Um, and with a couple of loungewear bottoms um, to showcase how you can incorporate your fanfare into your everyday, like even to work. Mm-hmm. And then the second campaign was where it did include like uh, Tika uh, Sumner and mm-hmm. um, Alyssa Milano, who has a licensed uh, NFL women's apparel line, right. a couple of other sort of like women's apparel ambassadors. That was a separate stylist. Mm-hmm. So you see, I just, it's not a sell short as much as I want to appeal more to the everyday career woman, the mm-hmm. busy women. And not to say that celebrities are not, but it's just, it's a different thing. Honey, it's just a whole other beast that I want no parts of. Like, <laughs> I want no parts of I'm supposed to work for you for free for two years. No, right. ma'am. We, we we not about that life. <laughs> I want to, I, but I would take on, I would take on sort of a project, if you would, for right. free. Like, I would work with, you know, let's say a, a, um, a family that's fallen on hard times and mm-hmm. they're trying to get back into the working market, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I would take on a project where I'm, styling the the husband and wife Mm -hmm. in order for them to get back into the market something or a family or Mm -hmm. i would take on something like that but when they're like oh yeah you want to style xyz celebrity for video shoot no thank you i i no no thanks (laughs) i'm good (laughs) yeah i'm good appreciate it though that's why i have an it job right i can can say no thanks So the last question that I'm going to ask you is the signature question of my podcast, which is what is the best advice that you have never taken? Oh, the best advice I've never taken. Mm -hmm. I've told this story like 50 million times. I'm sorry (laughs) for the folks who have heard it a million times. My mom told me to buy this property (laughs) (laughs) and Shara's laughing because I've told this story. Yeah, I've heard this story. Like I tell it like every year. So the short version of it is, like I said, we were the broke Cosby family, right? So, and and I mean that to every essence. Like, no, my mom and dad weren't a doctor and a lawyer. Like my mom worked for the Board of Ed, which is a great job, by the way, but Mm -hmm. just in reference. And then my dad was a truck driver. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's five of us, four girls, one boy. So there were kids that got everything, Mm -hmm. you know, was rocking the newest everything. We didn't, like, for instance, my parents, Christmas, everybody wanted BMX bikes, Mm -hmm. right? My parents went out and bought us, no lie, the Pee Wee Herman bike. (laughs) I wish I, somebody has photos. So you want to talk about clowning? Like, we... Like, for the entire time we had those bikes, we got... I'm talking the red fender and all. 
So I'm saying all that to say that in comparison to if we were to put family to family, mm-hmm. families side by side to the families who were who had all the latest everything mm-hmm. and Education was important, but maybe not they, one. for yeah. yeah for them as as teenagers or whatever. We move forward, right? You know what I mean. In certain ways, we didn't we you know um, didn't get into a lot of um, negative mm-hmm. um, negative things right. like gangs or any of that stuff, right? So anyway. You can't, so you come from not necessarily having everything mm-hmm. and then p- getting propelled into a career where IT in the 90s was mm-hmm. very prosperous. Right. And I'll just leave it at that. It right. was very prosperous. So you can't give somebody who, you know, we essentially lived in a hood mm-hmm. and then give them a whole six figures. Right. You can't do that. Right. Um, and not without proper mo- man- money management. Right. Um, so... Not listening to my mom. She's like, Earth, buy this property. Mm -hmm. The owner was selling the property to me at that time for what he purchased it in the 70s. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're talking this. Let's say this is like early 2000s. So at that time, the place where I was living, posh neighborhood, when I tell you how much their apartment is worth now, everybody mm-hmm. is just basically going to throw their devices up against the wall and be like, <laughs> bitch, you was dumb. <laughs> Don't use that word, by the way. But anyway, um, so the, the owner's like, yeah, like, I'm over this property. It was just, you know, like a little investment, but we want to do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting old. I'm over it, blah, blah, blah. I will sell it to you for $53,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. So remind, mind you, folks, this is a very, this was I'll put it to you this way. The director of the Brooklyn Museum lived on a corner. That, wow. That should tell you how nice the neighborhood was. Me. No, no, no. Sorry. My mom is like, don't be an idiot. You have it. Buy the apartment. Right. So let's, let's fast forward. I didn't buy it. I get evicted. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast for folks. Right. I get evicted like a couple of years later because of life just right. life tragedies and uh what is the apartment worth now anybody want to guess yeah 400k wow so let's talk about the dimensions so of the wait, apartment so the the house increased eight times what it was worth 400k and that was as of last year so yeah folks i threw up all over my keyboard when i looked <laughs> that up last year and saw that the very apartment mind you one bedroom right we're not talking a doormat. It's just, yeah, in New York. You got to open your own door. Yeah, we're talking about New York here, folks. So we're talking about New York real estate. In Brooklyn, right. which is the happening, no one ever thought Brooklyn would be the ish, right? right. Brooklyn is now the ish. Had I listened to my mom right. like and made the investments. Honestly, had I listened to my mom with a number of financial things, right. by 27, I would have been a self-made millionaire. But wow. no. You didn't listen. I did not listen. So the very one bedroom apartment right. with no doorman and like old ass intercoms is now worth 400 and something K. Wow. And I'm renting. <laughs> Damn, V. Yeah. So Damn, that, Daniel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Damn. At it again with not listening to that financial <laughs> listen, advice. Man, listen, it doesn't have to, you know, 
doesn't have I just happen to be lucky enough to have that kind of relationship with my mom yeah. but listen it could be a guardian it could be a best friend it could be a mentor it doesn't necessarily have to be a parent yeah if they give if overall they give you sound advice listen mm-hmm. that's the one time I would listen mm-hmm. now I listen and I'm 40 <laughs> right I picked the like 20 something years to decide to listen right. but I like listen to sound advice the other you know kind of shut out any noise but when you have people in your life who in general you know use what you can use and throw the rest away Mm -hmm. that wasn't one of the times for me to throw (laughs) anything away I should have listened and because I didn't listen for the most part I've been blessed but yeah there were some years where it was a little touch and go the the struggle was real like (laughs) Yeah, because I all because I didn't listen to right. sound advice. It wasn't necessarily, oh, you didn't listen to your mom, but it was it was very sound advice mm-hmm. at that time. And yeah, I was a dumbass. So don't be a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> know when know when you're getting good advice. Right. Yeah. All right. So if people want to work with you, you know, where where can the people find you um, to hire you to get their whole fashion life together? Okay, so the best way is to contact me via email. I'm mm-hmm. actually in the process. Here are some entrepreneur life lessons. <laughs> um, I'm actually in the process of rebranding mm-hmm. my Sister Hollywood name. So Sister Hollywood is, I do still go by that mm-hmm. as a nickname. Um, but I didn't feel like... Um, it was maybe approachable enough okay. for, for what it is that I'm trying to achieve. And that is, it is really about all about my clients. Mm-hmm. I always make it about the customer. Um, so I switched it. I've changed the branding to Ursula Styles Me. Okay. Um, which I feel is more approachable and based mm-hmm. on, I don't know, telling folks it seems to gel better. Okay. Um, so folks can contact me at Ursula at UrsulaStyles.me. Okay. So, um, or in the website and all the branding and all that good stuff, I'm actually pulling a team together so it'll officially relaunch, so mm-hmm. to speak, this spring. Okay. Oh, hit me up on any social media. Um, well, specifically Instagram and Facebook um, at UrsulaStylesMe. Okay. Um, on Facebook, yeah, it's the same thing as well. Okay. <laughs> you can hit me up there. Um, those are the best ways to reach me because because i always respond mm-hmm. um to my online inquiries okay cool uh so Urse, this was dope <laughs> thank you so much for being on reluctantly adult i took a lot of your time today i didn't mean to but we had this so much dope. fun yeah um but thank you so much thank you reluctantly adult <laughs> it does suck being an adult is a bamboozle folks <laughs> <laughs> awesome thanks And that's it. Basically, at the end of the day, with your fashion, all you can do is just do you. Uh, I really appreciate Ursula being on the show this week. Um, I know I was really, really late getting this episode up, but I was having some technical difficulties on my end. Uh, Finally got them cleared up, so my apologies for that. Uh, But I think the highlight that I learned shortly before recording this is definitely ladies your undergarments make sort of the most incredible impact on uh, the outward portion of your your outfit. It's it's so critical. I don't think that can be stressed enough. Um, as far as guys are concerned, yeah, you know, go for what you know. I guess I don't. I don't think this was very helpful for guys. Um, sorry, dudes. Uh, 
But like I said, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, oh, and the other thing that I definitely took away from this is that um, if your outfit is busted, your shoes cannot save it. So that shoes make the outfit thing, probably not true. So yeah, um, again, I really appreciate Ursula being on. Uh, if you're interested in hiring Ursula, you can reach her by email at Ursula at UrsulaStyles.me um, or you can go to her uh, Instagram page and you can find her at UrsulaStylesMe. Uh, yeah, she's pretty responsive, so reach out to her. Um, thank you to Christopher Davis for my intro and my outro music. Thank you to the amazing Ken Griffin for my incredibly dope logo. Uh, thank you to Liz Welsh for helping me draft the questions for this episode and get everything ready to go. And also, uh, thank you to all of you. If you have any questions or comments or want to let me know about a topic, you can reach out to me at the website at www.ireluctantlyadult.com or you can follow me on Instagram at ireluctantlyadult or on Twitter at reluctantlyadlt. Or you can send me a voice memo to uh, the email address at ireluctantlyadult at gmail.com. You can also rate and subscribe the podcast on iTunes, um, or you can just follow me on Facebook. It's all up to you. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you next time. Thanks. When you hear it on the radio, it like... It sounds weird. It sounds gross because you know exactly what it is. Oh, so it's like you can hear like the nasal kind of... Yeah, like, like, and someone didn't blow their nose before, so there's a booger up there, and it's <laughs> whistling as they're breathing, and you're like, what the hell? That is, yes. Like, y'all need to ask people to blow their nose That's before. Good.